Hello, and welcome to the 114th episode of the Not Your Mama's Gamer podcast, a podcast where we talk about games and gaming from a feminist perspective. My name is Samantha Blackman, and I'm an associate professor here at Purdue University in wonderful West Lafayette, Indiana, where I talk about, read about, write about, dream about, amongst other things, video games, video games, video games. And I am joined tonight... um, as in many other podcast nights, by a bevy of brilliant women, um, including a special guest tonight, Lauren Warren, who is writer and gamer extraordinaire and contributor at uh, <laughs> Black Girl Nerds. Also tonight, and we'll give Lauren a chance to, well, hi, Lauren. Let's start with that. Hi, hi. Lauren. Hey. <laughs> And then we've got our usual uh, band of merry gamers, including Alicia Carabinas, Charlotte Hyde, and Kashana Gray. Hello, ladies. Hello. So I'm anxious to get started because I really want to have um, have a chance to have a good talk with Lauren because she seems like a whole lot of fun, um, <laughs> and she may fit in with this uh, with this uh, bunch of rowdy folks. <laughs> um, <laughs> So we'll start with our usual, what you're reading, uh, no, most important, what you're playing, what you're reading, what you're drinking, and then get into our conversation after we do introductions. <laughs> you okay, Sam? How many beers have you had? <laughs> A tenth of one? <laughs> All down here. Interesting about time that is over. We'll talk more to Lauren in a minute. In a minute. So we'll start with you, Alicia. Who are you, darling? Uh, I am Alicia Carabinas. I'm a PhD student at Purdue University studying, among other things, games, and I'm also the bane of Sam's existence. Absolutely. <laughs> Don't get it twisted. <laughs> Charlotte, who are you, darling? I'm Charlotte Hyde. I'm a PhD candidate at Purdue University and the resident Lego scholar. Yay. And Kashana, last but definitely not least, darling, who are you? I am an assistant professor at the School of Justice Studies, Eastern Kentucky University, and the director of the Critical Gaming Lab. Hello. Now we can get to the fun stuff. Good grief. <laughs> 30 All minutes right. later. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. So let's start with what you're playing. So, and because we try to be polite. <laughs> Okay, we pretend to be. We'll start with Lauren. Lauren, what you been playing? Uh, so I just picked up. Uh, I picked up Halo Five Guardians on Tuesday. Yeah. Um, I have I have held that game hostage for my husband, and I'm kind of not sorry. Uh, <laughs> yeah, nice to play. <laughs> uh, that's probably going to be in rotation for a while. I've kind of been going through a little bit of a uh, Grand Theft Auto Five again. Uh, Halo Reach, because that's a classic that never gets old to me. Um, what else have I been playing? See, I have a huge backlog of games. I'm not actually... I mean, everybody anymore. has a huge backlog of games. <laughs> but, like, when we go to EB Games, I'm not supposed to, like, look and touch, because I'm supposed... To, the rule is i got to finish what I have, and that ain't never going to happen. Um, so, I'm trying to think now. Yeah, definitely Halo... Guardian, Halo 5 Guardians, Halo Reach, uh, going through, oh, my fourth or fifth playthrough of Grand Theft Auto, and I'm still trying to finish up Dying Light, especially now that it's around Halloween. It's perfect timing for it. Yeah. 
Sounds like it. Wow. Yeah. And you know what? We're not um, Xbox, Live, Xbox Live friends, and we need to be. Yes, we do. We need to yeah. write this wrong. <laughs> Quickly. We do. Because uh, I picked up, um, oh, I guess I'm going next since I'm just about to start talking. Um, <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Before you do. What? What do you think of Halo 5, Lauren? I'm getting it this weekend. So far, I love it. Um, it's It kind of reminds me, uh, well, you can see a bit of all the other previous games in it. Um, but anytime you got Mike Coulter, <laughs> uh, Mike Coulter in, in things makes things easier. To, it's easy on the eye. <laughs> but the gameplay is great. I've been completely immersed in it. I, I mean, I, I lost myself for hours and it didn't realize I was almost midnight. And yeah, I had a job to get up and go to. Um, but I love it. The graphics are amazing. The story is great so far. I, I, I'm a huge Halo fan anyway. Um, but this, it's a really good game. It's a really great game. Awesome. I, I have to admit that I bought it, um, on Tuesday at launch. Mm -hmm. And then, but I bought a digital copy and, you know, we live out in the sticks. Um, and, uh, our, we have Comcast mostly exclusively out this way, even though I was finally able to sign up for the new fiber optics company that everybody in town is like bragging about because they've got like lightning fast speed now but see they don't install that until like the 18th so I had to download it over Comcast and it took 12 hours <laughs> I was not happy nope give me hard copies every day all day I'm old school <sighs> Yeah, see, but we have, uh, since we have a, a lab here too, if I buy digital copies, then I can install all my personal stuff on the computers and the, the Xbox in the lab too. And, you know, then you get double the games for people to play. I'm, you know. Gotcha. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I know I should go with this. And then it would have taken me 12 hours to download the damn game, which is why I haven't even had a chance to play it yet. Because that was Tuesday, and then yesterday was Wednesday, and we had this crazy meeting at school. So then I didn't get to play yesterday. But you know what? When we're done recording tonight, Nine. I'm gonna I'm gonna pop another cider, and I'm gonna sit down and play some um, Halo. How about we all get on? I mean, do we? How often do we do that? Like, how often do we just all get into like a room and play? You mean you don't do that? I'm really I mean, we we play well, stuff together. They Sam hasn't invited me yet. <gasps> Oh, you mean the well, house? Oh, no, play online. Sam, listen, let me tell you a little secret about Sam. She's kind of a bitch. <laughs> so, also, she's going to get you killed. <laughs> FYI. I played a lot of Destiny with Sam, and I know how she rolls. Thank you for the heads up. So up. let me just say this. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, I'm old schooled and I'm and I'm used to tanking. So I tend to do stuff like just say fuck it and run in <laughs> and just see man, man, Alicia. <laughs> I don't even look. There's no scoping. There's no checking. Nope. I just go. I go and shoot. Whatever happens, happens. If I die, I die. I you know. Hell yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's what you're supposed to do. That's exactly what you're supposed to do. I approach most things actually. Just go. <laughs> At first, whatever. deal with it later. <laughs> now that I think about it, yeah, it works both ways. 
<laughs> I like to hang back. Somebody's got to resurrect all y'all motherfuckers after. That's that, that's what I count on you for. <laughs> my husband plays. So I just lay there. I just lay there dead, screaming, Alicia, come raise me, damn it! What's wrong with you? <laughs> oh, good times. Good times mm-hmm. by all. So I'm gonna play some Halo tonight, but that's not what I've actually been playing. Um, so I've been playing a lot of uh, Super Mario, Super Mario Maker, and um, Minecraft Story Mode with my kiddo, um, because you know they're fun kids games. Um, I've also been playing. Had to look at my list. Um, oh. Life mm-hmm. is Strange. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh. Finished Life is Strange, which we're not going to talk about because not everybody may have played it yet. <sighs> I know. I can't I wait to do a spoiler cast. Can't Please wait to do a hurry, spoiler cast, y'all. Charlotte. Um, the- and uh, Lego Dimensions. We're still, we're still playing Lego Dimensions slowly but surely, which got slowed down because I'm playing with my kid for the most part. Um, but she is like really super duper hooked on Super Mario Maker right now, and all she wants to do is to make these levels that you know are actually impossible to play. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, "Oh, I'm gonna play this, and then over here, I'm gonna put 74 Goombas. Let's see if you can get past them." No, no, I can't. Thank you very much. Um. But it's been a lot of fun playing playing those games with her and watching her learn to play those games. Um, especially since she won't let me teach her because she thinks that I'm trying to get some secret insight into these levels that she's making for me because she doesn't want me to successfully complete any of them. Because <laughs> um, the kid is just mean. <laughs> uh, let's see what else. Oh, uh, Like a lot of other folks, we played the Star Wars Battlefront beta. Um, I played Yokai Watch, the demo on the 3DS, simply because I thought I really, really, really wanted that game. And playing the demo has told me that if it's anything like the demo, I don't want anything to do with that game. It's like a combination of um, Nino Kuni lights and Pokemon lights. It's really cute. The graphics are cute. But I can see that in about 15 minutes, I will be bored as hell with that game if it actually plays like the demo did. Um, which is why I'm kind of, but you know what? That happens with a lot of Nintendo games when they put the demos out on the 3DS because they, I guess, because they try to keep them so small. Is is that the demos are nothing like the game and they absolutely suck. So I'm gonna have to wait. I'm not buying it at launch because that, which is what I planned to do originally. In fact, it's out. Um, I think it came out or it's coming tomorrow. One of the two. Um, but I'm waiting. I'm waiting to see what other people say about it and to see if the gameplay is actually what it seems to be um, in the demo. In that case, I can definitely take a pass on it, even though I'm going to say this. I may or may not be getting that special edition Legend of Zelda new 3DS tomorrow. (laughs) I want all the money I've been mowed to you back. <laughs> Wait a minute, it's not like you Vimo me money for nothing. I fed you. I don't care. <laughs> I gotta have something to pay for my 3DS with. What's wrong with you? Damn it. <laughs> 
and I have contribute to your terrible spending habits. But I have an excuse. And this is research cost, so shut up. That's what I was going to say. Isn't this research? Can you not claim this is research? I, I write it off on my taxes. Thanks, right. Obama. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to research? The way that new 3DS looks? <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's plausible to me. And then I'll donate. I'll donate. I'll donate one of my old ones to the university just to make it better. Oh, all right, that works because that means I get to play it sometimes. <laughs> Acceptable. That's what I do with all my old consoles when I buy new versions. Most of the time, it's just donate the old ones. That's how you think we have like. How do you think we have like three or four PS3s? <laughs> we had like at one point four 360s. It's like, oh, look, the new version came out. If I buy it, I can donate this one <laughs> to the university. The worst. All right, is that your list of 87 games? Um, yeah, pretty much, I think. Yeah, well, I did play on iOS this really fun game called Soda Dungeon, but you know what? Wasn't that fun, and I need to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> what you playing? Who, me? Yeah, you! I don't know. There's other people here. Uh, I played the Star Wars Battlefront beta also, and also Life is Strange, and y'all... All need to hurry up and play that because <laughs> I need to talk about it. We do uh, need to talk about it with everybody. Yes. Oh, Sam, and I talked about it just a little bit, and I saw some things that she didn't see, and then I was reading all these spoiler threads everywhere and saw some things that neither of us saw, and <laughs> things are very dramatic. Oh, I may or may not be playing Civ Five right now. Probably. In the background. Um, I've also been playing uh, State of Decay again lately. <sighs> Uh, I mean, it's like my favorite blankie, you know. It's a comfort thing. <laughs> uh, I'm like, I don't. I'm stressed. School is hard. I'm gonna go kill a lot of zombies. Uh, so that's fun. I played the beginner's guide. Yes, uh, we know. Yeah, I know. Uh, I have a lot of feelings about the beginner's guide. Um, but I think I'll actually talk about those when we talk about what we're reading. Okay. And I played a little bit of Undertale, not enough yet to have formed an opinion of it because I'm going to start over because there's something I want to study as I play it. There's a little guide person, and I don't know if she is what she seems, so hmm. I want to go back and pay really close attention to what she says. But it's it's really cute and clever, but I, I hear that there's some weird mechanics in it as you develop, so I'm, I'm interested. Uh, next podcast, I will report back, I hope, if I can stop playing... Things like Civ Five and State of Decay, <laughs> like 100 million times before. And Halo after this weekend. Oh God, yeah. And then after, I mean, we'll have the gaming marathon before the next podcast. Yes, we will. So we will have played all, all the things in that game. game. I'm borrowing a, a PS4 for the uh, gaming marathon, and that's what I'll be doing. Yep. There's already one there. Cool. That's it for me. I'm done. Charlotte? Who wants to go next? Charlotte? I guess me? I, I don't know. Uh, well, I'll, I, I probably don't actually have any excuse for not playing Life is Strange. Um, but I got I was playing Lego Dimensions again, and I played the portal levels, the both the one that's in the game and the one you have to buy. Mm -hmm. And uh, that made me want to play Portal, so I've been doing that. Secret <laughs> 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 advertisement. Well, exactly. I'm just saying. 
I don't really have a lot of excuse for not playing Life is Strange because I got all up in Portal. Um, so yeah, I'm almost through the first Portal again. Um, so that's really all, those two. Cool. Well, those two, because you played like four versions of each one, doesn't count. <laughs> yeah. I played like, Portal oh. in every way possible. Yes. <laughs> and then I started drilling holes in my house to see if it came out on the other side. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> All right, Kashana, what you playing, honey? Uh, mostly, um... Mostly NBA 2K16. You know, I'm trying to get this these blog posts done, but I felt some type of way with um the interaction between. I don't know if you all have like followed uh, 2K, but I don't like the interaction between the sister and the girlfriend. You know, they're kind of like button heads, and I didn't really like that. Um, you know, like the cat fight, catty kind of thing. I didn't really care for that, so I kind of put it down. But I need to pick it back up because I owe the world blog posts for this series <laughs> that I decided to do. Um. So that's what I've been playing mostly. Halo, you know, we down same issue as you. Internet's awful. We downloaded it. Took forever. Went to sleep. Just haven't picked it back up. So we gotta do that. Um, and also with the kids, of course, you know, Mario, Smash Brothers, and Last of Us. My son plays Last of Us, but he plays just like that opening scene over and over and over again. So I've never ever gotten through the whole game of Last of Us. So I'm kind of excited about maybe at some point I can see the rest of the game. <laughs> <laughs> we just started over. We've done that for you know past months. Wait, but when you say the opening scene, do you mean like the terrible, horrible, tragic opening scene, or the part right after that? No, the terrible, horrible, tragic. So like in the house, like the lead up, like the build up, oh, and then my. the little girl gets shot, and I'm yeah. like, oh my gosh, why do we watch this over and over again? So oh, I would, I would, I don't know. I'd have to throw myself off the building. I think. <laughs> mm -mm, see, I can't. Mm -mm. See, I have this thing about games where 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 kids get killed. Oh, yeah, I do too. And then somebody made me play PT and scream it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so okay, in my uh, defense. Nope, nope. There is no defense. Uh -oh. PT no, had been out for like a year. Don't care. And I don't. I. How could she not know what it was about? And then we were sitting in my house, and she was like playing, and I looked over, and she was crying, and I thought she was joking. <laughs> No judgment for me because I have teared up in many. So, mm -hmm. <laughs> it is Thanks. Thanks. so Thanks. she just did it to make me feel bad. Somebody didn't tell me how uh, Red Dead Redemption didn't end well for the protagonist. Oh. Ooh, she oh. first and then said, "You gonna finish your game soon? Why don't you sit down and finish your game?" Oh I, no! Okay, oh. so I took the bait, sat down. Next thing I know, he's handing me the box of Kleenex. <laughs> People are rude. They are mad rude. No behavior at all. <laughs> nope. Mm -mm. Well, my mother is here. If you want to talk to her about the fact that I have no home training, I'll pass the mic. Your <laughs> <laughs> mom is already mad at me. We would love that, Sam. Let's get her on. <laughs> no. <laughs> we have some questions. <laughs> oh, Sam's mom is already mad at me. Why? Uh, it's a long story. Maybe if we have time at the end, I'll tell that story. <laughs> oh. Wow. <laughs> She's probably not actually mad. She might be a little mad. <laughs> Just a little bit. Just a 
Just a little bit. Okay. <laughs> All right. So let's let's jump. Anybody reading anything interesting? What about you, Lauren? Anything fun? Uh, it's fun to me, but uh, I don't know if it's fun to other people. <laughs> uh, there's a book by an author named Jeremy Scahill, uh, Blackwater, The Rise of the World's Most Powerful Mercenary Army. Yeah. Uh, Ooh. I, I, I have a... I don't know the way to describe it. I really love military history, uh, anything dealing with mercenaries. Uh, perhaps it's uh, me in a former life trying to come back out. I have no idea, but I <laughs> am obsessed with all things mercenary related. Um, and I know that uh, there's that company in Grand Theft Auto, Meriwether, was based in part on Blackwater. Mm -hmm. uh, and one of the characters, Don Percival, was based on Eric Prince. And so I wanted to read more about the origins and where this came from, and then one book turned into another, and then I got another one called The Modern Mercenary. Uh, and then I found this awesome little book at DragonCon, actually, um, in Atlanta last month. And it is a collection of critical essays, The Meaning and Culture of Grand Theft Auto. So I'm kind of rotating between these three right now. And a little bit of uh, levity, uh, Aisha Tyler's autobiography, uh, Self-Inflicted Wounds, because i got to balance the killing and the mercs out with something normal. <laughs> so, it's a nice little, nice little balance there. That's, that's my reading list. Cool. Well, let's go backwards from last time. Kishana, what about you? You read anything interesting, darling? Yeah, I actually am. We had a speaker earlier this week, and... Um, Dr. Steven Alvarez, um, he he did a, a book project with students, um, you know, in Lexington. You know, the closest city to me is Lexington, Kentucky, and they call it, um, they actually call it Mexington, Mexington. You know, they have a large influx of you know Mexican um, immigrants and everything. But he did a project with um, some kids at the student group, and they called it Living Out Loud. So it's like a compilation of like their stories, you know, poetry and everything. You know, really like powerful you know, kind of things from these, you know, middle school and high school kids. So, you know, I came across that, you know, I, I've been reading that and it's really, it's really beautiful. So it's, it's moving. So nothing game related, nothing, you know, but really, really, very, really awesome. Living Out Loud, um, Stephen Alvarez. That's what I'm reading right now. All right. Cool. Sounds interesting. Uh, who else is reading anything interesting? Come on. Charlotte, you? Pick me, pick me. Oh. Oh, no, I'm just reading fiction. What do you read? That's bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm still reading the uh, Library of Souls from the uh, Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children. Oh. It's really good. I just, you know, you've had a few things going on. Yeah. yeah just a few. Just a few. <laughs> well, well, I have to present in class on some stuff by Kishana soon. In a nice little nice. overlap of all of my spheres of life. So I'm working on that. And I'm also, since playing the Beginner's Guide, and this is where I said I would talk about it, I have been obsessed with a couple of things. Uh, one I talked to Sam about today. I'm not ready to talk about that yet. So, But the other is this idea of what a game is now. Because most of the books and things that we read, the, the theory and everything else, I think is maybe a little outdated on the mm -hmm. definition of games and fun. Um, so I've been obsessed with co with collating all of these different def definitions of games. 
And uh, once I have like, I don't know, 20, I might be ready to maybe start mashing things together and I don't know, seeing where it takes me. But that's been really interesting to see how people lay the boundaries. Plus my students are designing board games right now and I'm making them define what a board game is. Mm -hmm. uh, because they have, they actually have really strong opinions, and so I've got that overlapping with what I'm doing, and my head is just spinning. So I don't want to say like specific because I'll have to list like 20 authors, but in general, I'm tracking down every definition of games that I can find. So cool. That's where I am. That would be a cool like archive. You know, I can see like a website of that. There is one, but it only has like five or six definitions. I found that first, and I was like, "Oh, neat! Oh, <laughs> it's so limited." <laughs> so it sounds like you should create this and like really like track it over time, like the changing definitions over time. That would be kind of oh, kinda... that would be really cool because that's not organized by date. It's kind of organized thematically. That would be really interesting. I'll have to credit you when I do this. <laughs> <laughs> Get on it, Alicia. We know you aren't doing anything else. <laughs> no, I have loads of spare time. In your ample free time. <laughs> um, well, let's see. I guess it's on me. I'm reading stuff for class. Um, always. Um, and it's always hard when, when, you're, when you're teaching two grad classes because, you know, then you're reading a lot because you know for the grad students complain about you know reading for class and you're like I gotta read everything you read and everything you write um, and it's 20 of y'all no, not 20 <laughs> one of which is more interesting than the other <laughs> <laughs> yes this is true um, so I'm doing a whole lot of reading for that and then doing a whole lot of other stuff so I don't have a whole ton of time to read but what I have been reading um, more than anything is what I'm reading with my kid right now, um, which is The Island of Dr. Libris, um, which is pretty interesting. It's by uh, Chris Gravenstein, I think is his name. He's the author of um, Mr. Limoncello's Library, Escape from Mr. Limoncello's Library. Um, it's a YA, another YA novel. It's definitely Escape from Mr. Limoncello's Library. If you ever, if you like young adult literature, is really fun. It's about games and libraries and the Dewey Decimal System and um, this kind of whole uh, adventure that is all game based. Um, so it was a great book, and and um, I read it to P gravy I think a year ago and then we turned around and listened to the audiobook I think twice because she liked it so much um, so he came out with another book called the island of dr. Libris um, which oddly enough is about um, an English professor <laughs> who does all these weird um, psychological tests on people not only psychological tests but also these tests on theta waves so he's testing all these theta waves on people well, from people when they're asleep um, and he's doing them all on this little boy and I'm like this shit would never pass IRB man um, <laughs> but so he's testing theta waves and and because this little boy has such strong theta waves that he can make characters come to life in books that he's read so he's kind of has him with his mother initially um, 
kind of renting this house, and they, they're really trapped <laughs> in this house that's actually a big-ass lab. It's pretty interesting, but it's nowhere near as good as the other one, and it's it's YA lit, and it's a little older because of the scientific elements of it than Escape from Mr. Limoncello's Library was. Um, so, in terms of the the whole story, the big picture, and like all the experimentation and stuff, P7. So she's just like, I don't know what the hell they're talking about, but it's really cool when the characters fight on the island. I'm like, okay, well, what we'll keep listening to it. Um, so, I don't know. That's what only thing I'm reading for fun, anyway. All right. Boo. So, let's see what else. Is that everybody's reading? That's everybody. Important things. What you drinking? Lauren? I don't think I want to say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a bit of shell shock. We'll hold you. We'll hold you close in our hearts. Yeah, this is not my usual. Usual. It's it's a peach Bellini Smirnoff ice, and that is because this past weekend, uh, or last week, I had a particularly rough week uh, at work, and I stocked up, and I kind of went through part of that stock in like one day. <laughs> Uh, it was an awesome Saturday, and I slept like a baby. <laughs> um, but all I have left from that weekend, from last weekend, is the Smirnoff Ice Peach Bellini, and it's kind of frilly for my taste. Um, but I, I think it, it, it works for now. It, it, it works. I, I'm actually, um, <laughs> I have on my to-do list for this week and next, or up until uh, the premiere of Jessica Jones, on Netflix, I'm trying to come up with some Jessica Jones themed drinks for. Ooh. Oh, cool! So, like, we're gonna have the Luke Cage, the Jessica Jones, and the Kilgrave, aka Purple Man, drink. So I'm kind of mixing drinks to test these out. So I guess light is the best way to go until I finish playing chemistry. <laughs> chemistry set in the kitchen. Uh, I, I can get behind this project. I'm glad. <laughs> You. <laughs> you you post all this stuff and I'll play along at home. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I will do that. Yeah, so when Jessica Jones drops, uh, I'm going to have a whole slew of drinks ready. And if you're taking the day off to watch like I am, because I'm <clears throat> sick that day, uh, <laughs> uh, I can test out all these and you can test them out with me. That sounds Ooh. like a plan. And listen, next up on my drinking list, because I have a list, I have a, a strategy, um, is a very frou-frou white wine. So, you know, you're okay with your peach bellini. Don't don't worry. Was it one of the Michigan wines you got? Yeah. yeah. Those taste like candy. I don't buy them very often because I, I do a magic trick with those wine bottles, and they disappear super fast. You too? Yeah. <laughs> we could be really good friends, I think. <laughs> stash of red um, Italian. It's a sweet uh, Braccetto di Acqui red fizzy wine and I don't want to drink it because it's hard to find up here. Uh. So the last time I went I bought like six bottles. Looked all kinds of wrong but I didn't care. Basket was full. <laughs> Put them in a box and they're in my basement now and I only tend to break one every two months or so because to me it's got to last because I don't know when they're going to get it again. Yeah. 
Yeah, they st- I used to have this. Uh, it's some kind of Michigan. It's like a really generic, like winter white or some shit. They used to have it here, but then they stopped selling it, and it was so good. So when it was we a Michigan, yeah, was it an it was Michigan wine. wine? Uh, just... No, but it's it's close. It's like on that spectrum, right? Okay. Like like it's, it's leaning toward. So when we saw it when we were in Michigan, I was like, oh my god, I have to have it. <laughs> uh, so I feel you. How funny. Well, what are you drinking tonight, Alicia? Uh, tonight I just finished the uh, the pine uh, pineapple hula the cider boys ci- yeah cider boys pineapple hula the apple pineapple cider, um, which is so delicious. Uh, and I only have two left, so I switched, and now I'm drinking one of the shorts, Bel Air Brown, and it's uh, I don't know, it's it's everything a brown ale should be. <laughs> it tastes real brown. Like that kind of nutty, earthy, brown stuff. Sort oh, of like it tastes real brown. <laughs> <laughs> like I know we're breaking records with all these women of color on the podcast, but not that kind of brown. Like nutty brown. Cool. What about you, Charlotte? What you drinking? Water. That's all I'm ever drinking is water. But I got fancy. Look, I have a look at the old pickle pickle jar. Cleaned it and out. And a straw. And a straw. And a straw. High quality H2O. We're going to get her started drinking somehow, y'all. <laughs> it's like a mason jar with moonshine or something. <laughs> it's like a mason jar with water. You know, I, so I'm so I'm cool. Yes, this is, is moonshine in a mason jar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I it was good old-fashioned water. <laughs> nice recovery, though. We're going to have to get Kashana up here to Indiana. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, I'm gonna go to her game lab. What are you talking about? I'm going down there. Oh yeah, we can go back and forth. But see, if we get we get her up here, we can get her liquored up. How far is the trip? I'm I'm going to Google Maps now. How far is that trip? I don't think not, it's very far. What's up? Cause we're real close to uh, Kentucky. Yeah. What's that? Lafayette is not. It's, it's Lafayette, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's not two hours. What are y'all talking about? No, <laughs> two as in a couple. <laughs> not a couple as in two. I don't know if I'm oh, like three years. <laughs> it's four hours. Yeah, it's four. Oh, uh, four hours. Okay. That's not bad. Four twenty. Four twenty. It's it's a perfect trip. <laughs> <laughs> Charlotte Hyde, what you drinking, baby? I am drinking the Line and Google's pumpkin, but it's it's all right. You can't hear me. I can hear you now. Oh, it's 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 already disappearing from the shelves. I have some. Uh, I need but to it's not it even to November you. yet. You know. I know. I know it's ridiculous. Fuck. But if that means that they're going to have the creamy dark everywhere again, I salute the end of the pumpkin. I don't know if that's what it means because all I'm seeing is cranberry. No. Oh my god, that's horrible. And that's not Get my that favorite. Creamy shit out of here. I want my creamy dark. Creamy dark. I am seeing the six packs and twelve packs being replaced. If the creamy dark's around, it's going to be in the variety pack. Son of a bitch. Yeah, it's not good news. I'm not. I'm not excited. Well, it's funny because we were just talking about how um, these seasonal again. beers were coming out so quickly, and the season before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
feel like I angry tweet to Ryan and Kugels every time we have a podcast. Yes, yes, but I we guess, do. I guess this means that I only have to wait about a month for the summer shandy to come back, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so it'll be like negative like 40, and I'll be drinking my summer shandy. <laughs> if it brings the grapefruit shandy with it, I, for one, welcome no our summer beer, shit. the winter overlords. No shit. That is the best one. Oh, my God. I wish you hadn't said that, because now that's all I want. Uh. <laughs> well, come and get this pumpkin shit from my house, because, you know, I don't like it. Yeah. Do you still live in that that same flooded house? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I thought she was about to give you your address on the internet. Do you still live in the... <laughs> like, I don't know the address. And we not. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Sam, what are you drinking? <laughs> I am drinking a Vandermilk cider. The is and 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 I said when I opened it, I said we gotta have a moment in the silence because this was my last one. It's the uh, it. totally roasted. Can we see it? Yes. Let's see here it is. Totally mm-hmm. roasted. She didn't share either. I not, did not share. I was horrible. And she said, "Ooh, save me one." And I said, "Fuck you." Um, <laughs> yes, that is how that went down. <laughs> so it's described as the medley of cinnamon, pecan, and vanilla will dance on your palate. This is a mind-altering example of what cider can be. We hope you love it as much as we do. And I have to admit, this is the best fucking cider I've ever put in my mouth. Wow. <laughs> oh, there you go. There you go, Kashana. The best fucking cider I've ever put in my mouth. <laughs> That's the but one. also they there. explains why you were drunk after the first sip. <laughs> not. <laughs> it was like four. I couldn't type fast enough. No, quote of the night. All right there. Sam got it. She wins. <laughs> Oh, I don't know. Lauren has a whole lot to say, so she might take it. Hell yeah. We got <laughs> questions. Yeah. Like cinnamon and pecan and whatever else. I mean, I, I mean, damn. Like, give me a share. <laughs> Put it in my mouth. <laughs> Y'all do music too? Y'all do music. <laughs> no. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> oh, good time. And remember what I said earlier about the explicit tag. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, All right. We earn our shit on iTunes. Yeah. <laughs> In a big way. In a big way. So, uh, I think is that everybody in their drinks? Yeah. Let's uh go ahead and and start. With some uh, real questions for Lauren. Okay, wait. <laughs> She's like, wait, let me get a sip of this beer. <clears throat> I love your tweet to Line and Google. <laughs> Look out. <laughs> Y'all just troublemakers. <laughs> I, I agree. I want that grapefruit. Just and you keep them back. around. That's awesome. <laughs> yep. All right, we're ready to get started. I think gonna, so. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna start. Okay. And um and ask you a question that, that we I think we asked just about everybody. How long have you been gaming, Lauren? 
I don't know if I can answer that without dating myself. Um, oh, you're not we, won't tell. Tell. we won't tell anybody except everyone who listens to this podcast. <laughs> yeah, and whoever pays attention to Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> so about a thousand of our closest friends. Yeah, probably. Uh, oh, it's been a long time. Uh, I want to say we got our first console back in 83, 84. Uh, it was the Activision and Television. Um, and I think before that or immediately after that, we had a Texas Instruments computer. Nice. Um, that was mm -hmm. how I got started. When we weren't moving around every two, three, four years or, you know, out on some family outing or whatever, that was how we spent time together. It was cheap. Uh, my dad was a lowly uh, Navy guy, low-ranking Navy guy, um, and a low-ranking Army guy, and that was cheap entertainment kept everybody entertained we could all play so it was the best form of uh, best form of entertainment we had mm -hmm. um, started playing games like uh, Lock and Chase, Astro Smash, Demon Attack, uh, Frogger, Pitfall and started throwing controllers fairly early because I got pretty <laughs> <laughs> competitive. Along <laughs> with my people. Um, and saw my mama do it, and I thought, that's how you play. Okay. <laughs> I'll throw a controller, too. Um, but that's, that's how I got started. It's been a long time. I've, I've had periods where I've stopped gaming and started back up again, stopped and started, stopped and started, but I always seem to find my way back to it again. So 30-plus years and counting. Yay. Can I just say, remember what? those halcyon days? When the family gaming was the cheap entertainment? Because <laughs> you know what? The shit my kid is asking for? <laughs> Don't qualify. Well, mm -hmm. tell him he needs to get a job first. What, what is right. your job, sir? Where do you work? As soon as you get a resume together, I'll get you a game. Because that's what you say nowadays. <laughs> put, your, put your CV together, honey, and, and we'll see about getting some add-ons and DLCs for you. <laughs> I love it. This is why I don't have kids right now. I wouldn't know what to do with them. I mean, we I say that a lot. My son will be like, Mom, can we get him? Like, where is your paycheck? Yeah. So, I mean, we're on the same page. Where did you clock in at this week? School? No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I used to be cheap now. But, you know, like, yeah, on Thursday when I went to go, or Tuesday when I went to go pick up Halo, he's like, do you want to buy a season pass? Well, damn it, I just paid $70 for the game. How <laughs> I don't like when the, when the damn Taken King came out. They were like, "Oh, you spent what, like eighty dollars on this game so far? Would you like to spend eighty more?" No, like no, it's not very good in the first fucking place. Right, <laughs> right. Covers one person seasons pass. I said, "Well, there's two of us, and I don't think that'll go over well if I buy one and say, well, I didn't get you one. You aren't done.'" Motherfuckers get divorced over shit like that. <laughs> I can't do that. I'm counting. No, no, I don't want to see the pass. I want you to keep my dish so I can go home and be broke now because I didn't spend seventy dollars in this game. No, snacks. Yep. That's exactly. That's exactly why I didn't get Taken King. We played a lot of Destiny. We played a lot of Destiny. And but she Destiny talked the game the whole time, but played a lot of it. So you know, mm -hmm. take that for what it's worth. Okay. But, I mean, the thing was is that we played the game. We played a lot of the game, but it was only fun because we were playing together. Mm -hmm. 
Right? I mean, because that was the most fun is the people that we were playing with. We would like play for like three, four hours and we'd be like singing old rap songs and just talking shit. Mm -hmm. and Talking and about Sam like, running off into the thick of things. Yes, yes. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> but talking about all, the, I mean, just talking in general is what made the game fun. So when it was like Give me eighty more dollars, and I was like, "No, you ain't got eighty more dollars worth of fun in there." <laughs> no. <laughs> so I'm gonna give this eighty dollars. Go, yeah, here. I'm gonna go buy other fun. Thank you right. very much. Right. So three five three, and give me some Halo. Yep. Uh, yep. Three five three. Good God, did I just say that? Because uh, <laughs> I'm drunk, apparently. <laughs> um. No, I'm not. Shh. <laughs> but I'm gonna drink my cider. No. So here's another question. What's your favorite game? This is not a gatekeeper question. This is just a question so we know if we like you. I'm <laughs> <laughs> so be very careful with your answer. That's like asking, what's your favorite child? What's your <laughs> who's your friend like? <sighs> so if you could take one game on a desert island. Oh shit, I couldn't answer this question. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, wait. One game on. Okay, so one game on Desert Island. That's all I had to play forever and ever. Yep. Oh shit. That's mean. I know. <laughs> I'm a horrible person. <laughs> okay, so okay, so I'll go to. Does it have to be one or can I pick two? Okay, we'll let you pick two. Okay, yay. Okay, so the first one would be Halo Reach. Uh, simply because the multiplayer options I love, and I go to that. I just recycle those over and over again. I don't care how many times I freak. I don't care how many times I played it. I, so your Desert Island has broadband, is what you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All the broadband. We 5G. 5, we we have everything. Um, the best Desert Island I've ever heard of. Do you have good beef? Because I'm gonna go there. The water. The the wine flows like like a waterfall, and there's, oh, there's all go there. Y'all can come. Um, man, the other one, only because I love chaos and mayhem, and after a long week of work, I love nothing more than to steal a tractor trailer and block the interstate, watch the traffic build up, and use a grenade launcher to get everybody. So I would say Grand Theft Auto. Um, because I do that quite frequently. <laughs> steal the truck. Pick a two-lane freeway, block the traffic, sit back and watch it back up, pull out a grenade launcher and have at it and record it and laugh. <laughs> <laughs> because I've had to sit through 50, 11 meetings throughout the week and deal with other people's crises and don't have time to deal with my own. So, you know, I'm going to blow off some steam. <laughs> Go back to Trevor and have at it. So those are what I do. I don't know if you can hear me clapping. <laughs> <laughs> Got a little tear in my eye. Other than my two, I'm leaving it at that. I could play those two all day long. Cool. I go for that. <laughs> I'm, I'm still thinking about this desert island with I the know, wine waterfall and the broadband. I feel like I have to do a lot less work on this desert island, and it's a lot more fun. So <laughs> I think we should go. As long as we all take, as long as we all pick two good games to take with us, we are set. Yes, absolutely. All right, I got, I got one, I got one. Yeah, come on. I'm gonna do the next one. 
So we know about how you threw controllers and what you would take with you, mm-hmm. but how did you start writing about games for Black Girl Nerds? So I just started actively actively using Twitter earlier this year. Um, I've had an account since 2009, 2010, but only used it sporadically. And when I started using it um, a little bit more, I think Jamie sort of noticed that, especially when gaming topics popped up, I was a bit more vocal, or I, I really seem to have a lot to say. Um, and so she kind of pulled me aside and said, you know, I would really like to increase the coverage that I do about games, but I don't personally have the bandwidth. So if you could take that over for me, that'd be great. And I did one review. I think I, I did a review for Dying Light, and I did one for uh, Battlefield Hardline. And then I did a retro gaming podcast with her, and then it kind of kicked into full gear shortly after that. Cool. Your origin story. Yeah. <laughs> Not a lot of fanfare, but it was one of those, hey, you seem to like this. Come here. Talk to you for a second. Got a question. I know I know somebody like that. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, oddly, that's how a lot of people get sucked into it. <laughs> well, and the, she asked me to do the podcast first, and I was like, great, you know, I can come on and talk about how I got started, and the day before we recorded that podcast, I came down with strep throat and laryngitis. Oh, no. <laughs> laryngitis. Spent the morning of in urgent care. And we're calling everybody to figure out what kind of remedies I could use to get my voice back. And next thing I know, my father-in-law is handing me this bottle of Canadian Club and a bottle of honey. And he said, mm-hmm. eat this up, put this in there, put a drop a drop of ginger ale, and I promise you, you will have your voice back. Well, that, that should work, though, didn't it? That was a fun podcast, let me tell you, for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, because I was lit, and I had this cat. <laughs> grovelly voice but I could talk and you could understand me. <laughs> oh boy was it lit. Um, I had all my notes. Like I'm going to go back and find that when I'm making a note. <laughs> it was in March of this year, the end of March. You want to find it. Um, but I had this very raspy laugh and I laughed a lot so you can hear it a lot. <laughs> Yeah, in the archives. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was good. She she's been great as far as um allowing me to get out there and you know talk to people and 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 build a bigger a bigger community a bigger gaming community, especially for uh, women of color. Uh, I mean, what she's doing is great, and I'm I'm just glad she let me be a part of it. Well, she is really great in the interactions we've had with her, and I know that when I first started to to watch you tweeting, I was like, she's cool. <laughs> and I think that you were at least my entry point into the whole site, because I, I noticed you in, in the conversations that you were having with people on Twitter, and I was like, she's really smart, she's really funny, uh, this is, these are the kind of people that I want to follow. I used to follow like tons and tons and tons of people. I started to get more selective. Yeah. I used to follow a lot. Yeah. But, I, you know, so often this is terrible. Like, I'll get a rash of men who follow me, and I'll look at their profiles, and I'm like, no, no, no. But almost any woman who's, like, has some geeky interest and, and seems cool, I'm like, yes, no questions asked. And I have found so many cool people that way. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, been, it's amazing. Um, I mean, before, um, 
when we all were at uh, DragonCon in September, we're talking 20, 30 people who had no interaction other than Twitter, and we all met yeah. up, and it was as if we've known each other for years. I mean, years and years and years and years. And then, of course, when you get the, you're at a bar, and it's a uh, a game bar. I mean, it was just levels upon levels of blurbdom, nerddom, geekdom, just all coming together, and it was awesome. It was really, really awesome. Can we move all that to the desert island? <laughs> <laughs> the game bar or the other geeks and the nerds and the blurs? I mean, both? Do I have to choose? No, I'm just saying. Okay, I just want to make sure you're on the same page. <laughs> yes. <laughs> At some point, this island ceases to be deserted. Yeah, it kind you know, of... That's all right, though. If everybody comes... <laughs> Like we're gatekeeping. Though. Yeah, we let a few folks in, but you know, you got to pass a series of tests. It's not just wish a favor. <laughs> uh, like some survivor shit. Yes, it is some next level. Yes, yes. There's an obstacle course and everything involved. Yep. As long as it doesn't involve swimming. It don't have to. But <laughs> I'm not saying black folks can swim. I'm saying <laughs> I can't swim. <laughs> like if we give you floaties, you're gonna be all right. You know, Sam. Give me some floaties. You know, Sam. There's not a monolithic black experience. That's what I said. I I'm not saying that. black folks can't swim. I'm saying I can't swim. This one black folk. <laughs> <laughs> this one right here. One. Okay. Can't swim. I'm Michael Phelps in the water, y'all. This black folk. <laughs> Oh God! And Kashan is tweeting, and I'm crying. Why? She's killing me. You're I killing me. <laughs> uh, I feel like I need to start self-policing what I say because it's gonna end up a tweet. I'm gonna tweet your ass. <laughs> it already is a tweet. She already got you. It's too late. <laughs> I don't even know where we are. What's happening? You won the fourth question. Go ahead and ask. Oh, I was tweeting. All right. <laughs> so I don't. I, this is our big thing, and especially now that we have like the legendary many women of color gaming podcast. Um, <laughs> we do a lot of work with intersectionality in games, um, and that's really what Black Girl Nerd seems to be all about: intersectionality and nerd culture. Um, so, how do you see? those intersections at play in the games that you talk about in games culture, in the larger geek culture? Mm -hmm. hmm. This is probably a question I should have tackled before I opened the Bellini. No. <laughs> this is when you want your answer. That's another tweet. <laughs> I feel like this is the setup. <laughs> but I can let me, I can reframe you know the question just a little bit you know because I you know how you explain you know like black girl nerds why do you frame it really like as black girl nerds why is that important to do that? Mm -hmm. Well, I remember her saying that she she wondered if if there were people out there of her ilk you know are there black women out there who like comics who like video games who like these things that I like. So she literally took it to Google and searched for it and found nothing. And then she said, okay, well, the absence of it means I'm claiming it. And that's exactly what she found. And in, and in doing that sort of innocuous Google search led to this discovery that, okay, I'm not alone in liking this. I'm not alone in liking that. There are other people who appreciate these things, who enjoy these things as much as I do. 
and now we can all connect. Um, and, and I, you know, who would have thought it would have surfaced from something just as easy as, as a Google search? And a lot of us, I think there are a lot of people who have been asking themselves that question the entire time, uh, for a long time. Uh, am I the only person who likes this and that? I've always, I've asked that of myself for years. Am I the only person who listens to this kind of music? Am I the only person who enjoys these games? Uh, am I the only person who likes to read this, do that? And she's put together this community that answers and the questions no. Um, and in that community you learn a lot about... Uh, <laughs> I've learned a lot in the short time that I, I have been involved in this community. Um, and I, I, I never... It's funny, I never thought I'd get so deep into analyzing games and analyzing what happens in the gaming community. Um, but I get now, you know, how dangerous things like unconscious bias can be. And not just within the gaming, the gaming realm, but in most media, film, television. Yeah. But it means we really do see it. Um, and as long as I've been playing games, it never really hit me until a few years ago that, not be damned, I can't get a character that looks like me. <laughs> yeah. I know we don't see Master Chief, but I'm pretty sure he don't look like he don't look like my kinfolk. <laughs> you know, I can I can guess that. Um, is there any reason why this character couldn't be a woman? Is there any reason why these people are always what? You know, I, I never really put those questions together until maybe a few years ago, and to see that okay, other people are thinking about this too. Other people have an issue with this. Why isn't this changing? I'm, I'm glad to know that I'm not the only one thinking this way, looking at this, and that now we have answers. We have people who are saying, you know what, I don't like what these major developers are doing. I'm going to make my own damn games. I'm going to fix it. I don't see what I want. I don't see anyone that looks like me. I'm going to fix it. Um, I'm tired of seeing, uh, you, know, you know, no offense to... No offense to the white guy. My husband's white, but the white guy is <laughs> the hero. <laughs> um, and there are more heroes out there. And I don't know what's going on in these developer bins, whether or not, you know, I guess if everyone looks like you, you don't think to include someone who doesn't look like you. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So one of the ways of fixing that is to get more people who look like us in the development side. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there, it's, there's a lot. You know, oftentimes we're, we're pushed to a, a secondary role. We're the nagging girlfriend. We're the nagging wife. We're the, we're the prostitute. We're the not-so-fleshed-out-but-showing-all-of-our-flesh sidekick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, barely there, barely dressed, barely coherent, barely with a vocabulary, barely get a chance to show our intelligence, and, and it's just old. It's 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 played out, and I'm glad that the gaming culture as it exists now, we're calling people out for it, holding people accountable, demanding change, telling people how they can change, and say, if you don't want to change, fuck it, we'll do it ourselves. Go ahead and keep making your little games. Uh, we'll do it. We'll do it the way it should be done. We'll make a game that reflects the way the, the real world is. If you don't want to, but we'll still be here. And I think that that's what's so powerful, especially I think of, you know, um, black girl nerds. I remember it, said it was isolating. You know, I did the same thing. You know, going to Google searches, going like to Facebook. You know, I'm like I know there are other people out there. One of my favorite things that I like that Black Girl Nerds does is the um, 80s movies, 80s like the live tweeting of like 80s movies. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's everything. That's life to me because I thought I was the only one that loved Back to the Future 
fourteen wedge. I'm like, oh my god! And then we we have like the same humor around it. I'm like, I thought that was funny as fuck too. Yeah. They, you know, they did too. So I think like, that's that's the power of it because you know we can tune in. You know, we we can be a part. And I think that and you know that that's the power of social media. On the same wavelength, like I didn't know what I didn't know what a live tweet was last year. Like I had no idea. So then I realized, wait, people sit around and tweet about the shows we're watching. <laughs> really? Okay. So now I can't watch TV without my laptop. If I watch TV without my, there's something like a, I gotta have my laptop. I gotta live tweet. Because it's the best way to talk about the show without talking about the show. Uh, and, and, and mixing something. I don't know. It, it's community. Finding that sense of community um, and realizing you all have, have you're all on the same wavelength, you're, you have the same goal, you, you share the same thought. It's, it's just amazing. Finding your tribe. I have found all kinds of tribes up here. And it's amazing. <laughs> and because, you know, being up here, I moved from, from home to a place where I knew no one. Like, Pretty much all I have up here is my husband and his family, and that's about it. I work from home, so there is no networking. There is no go with your coworkers. Now all my coworkers are in DC, <laughs> um, so it's just me, my games, and my tribe. And I've just recently found this tribe, and it has just been absolutely amazing, absolutely amazing. So she's her Google search has has touched a lot of people <laughs> and connected a lot of people in so many ways. Absolutely. And those 80s live tweets are everything, and so is uh, Saturday Night Sci-Fi. Right. Those <laughs> are awesome. <laughs> those are with uh, Geek Soul Brother. Those are amazing. Yes, yes, yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. And I think that kind of goes into, like, the next question, you know, how, like, the Women in Games series, you know, kind of, like, started. Mm -hmm. um, you want to talk a little bit about that? Um, yeah. Um, about. That was something Jamie wanted to do. Uh, but didn't have the bandwidth, and she gave me two names. Uh, we the first person I spoke with was Nicole Bradford. Uh, Nicole was a former executive at uh, Vivendi uh, Blizzard Entertainment. She had gone overseas to China and built this massive department uh, that oversaw a World of Warcraft uh, expansion over into uh, Asia, uh, and then she left. She had a very successful career with them, uh, years, so maybe seven, ten years, a very long time with them. It was just a while ago. Um, and then she went and formed her own company that is sort of bridging the gap between games, technology, and mental health. Mm. Uh, the Willow Group is sort of bridging. It's, it's like using technology, uh, and she's got a whole crew of psychologists uh, sociologists, engineers coming together to create technology to basically for, for the health industry. Um, and she's, she's found a way to sort of merge gaming and technology and health in this very different way and is, it is flourishing. Uh, she's down in Silicon Valley absolutely loving what she does. But her big thing was about making sure people were educated about how to get a job in this industry that a lot of times people, minorities, especially women of color, are deterred from pursuing careers in this industry because they don't see someone who looks like them. And her goal has been and always has been and, and, and continues to be making sure that people see that there are people out there who look like you. Mm -hmm. And if you can play a game, you can make a game. 
and she set up this network of mentors. Uh, the group is called uh, Blacks in Gaming now. Microsoft has kind of taken over, but uh, they still meet quarterly. They do uh, networking and um, uh, other kinds of uh, outreach events with youth and people of all age, really. Just letting people know there are people of color in the games industry. We are here. If you need a hand to get in here, here to offer that hand, um, you can also do this. Uh, one of the other people I spoke with was uh, Lisette Tietri. Also started the same way. She was an animation student, decided she wanted to do something a little bit more, wound up working for EA Games. Uh, now I believe she works for Ubisoft out in Silicon Valley. Um, a huge proponent of reaching children early to let them know that we need more people that look like us in this industry. Yeah. Um, and not only that, we need to focus on retention of people once they get in this industry. We need to make sure that companies are doing all they can to make the environment as comfortable as possible yeah. uh, so that people don't flee because that's a problem. You know, People get in there, the workplace is hostile, it's not conducive to, to growth, people are uncomfortable, and they leave. And she and Nicole, who have worked together in the past, are still working to make sure companies institute initiatives to make sure that people, that the retention remains high and that they recruit in the right places. Go to HBCUs, go to high schools, go to the places where you wouldn't normally think to look because that talent is everywhere. You just may not be looking in the right place. Yes. So from there, uh, it kind of evolved into not just covering women, but all people of color in the games industry. If you are a streamer, if you are a developer, if you are um, a graphic artist, if you're a collector, we want to show people that you are out there. If it gives someone a push, just knowing that you're out there, if it gives them a push to do something, to write that game, to, to make that soundtrack, to put that portfolio together, great. The mission accomplished. But we, we wanted to expand it to let people know that we're out here. Especially after trolls jump in and say, why don't you people make games? Well, first of all, who is you people? Yeah. <laughs> well, who is you people? <laughs> and um, what makes you think we're not already out here? What makes you think? And I can show you better than I can tell you because I'm not going to engage you in conversation. But I'm going to put this out here. If you see it, you do it. If you don't, oh well. But I just want, I wanted other people to know that they're not alone. That if you want to do this, I'm pretty sure there's someone over here who's already doing it. Here, you can read about the path they took, see if that works for you. Maybe you link up with them, ask them some questions. Networking, creating a bigger community. Nice. Shaw, I think you're next. Uh, yeah. I just want to say, well, hang on, I'm sorry, real quick. I was kind of overwhelmed. That was, <laughs> that was a really amazing answer. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Yay, Bellini. <laughs> <laughs> Next time you're gonna have to come on and have two before you start talking. But she made she made a great point though, you know, because they always talk about, you know, they're the applicant pool is homogenous. There's no diversity in it. I'm like, well, where are you looking? You know, the talent's out there. You gotta go look for it. Right. Well, I think that's like the same issue, especially with diversity recruiting and everything, especially like in higher education. Like well you know we can't get 
you know, blacks or Latinos or whatever. I'm like, but but the talents out there, you have to go look for them. Right. So I think that's a great point that you make that you make with that. Go to the HBCUs. Don't hire, you know, have like Go ahead. Yeah. Oh no, sorry. I've had parents contact me and say, well, what should I tell my kid? You know, what should they be doing? Who should they talk to? Go to this search. Search for this term right here in the Black Girl Nerds website. Here's a developer, here's an entrepreneur, and here's a musician. Here you go. If that's what your child is interested in, have them look at their story and let them know they can do it. That's right. They yeah. can do it. Like, don't, there, there are really very few barriers to entry in this day and age to this industry. No, your point about retention, though, is a good one. Oh, yeah. Because there's no point in fighting to get someone in there, and then you have a hostile work environment. You're not promoting them. You're not acknowledging their talent. And then they say, okay, after two years, well, I'm done. Right. I I'm done. You've done all this. You've invested in me, but you haven't really invested in me to convince me to stay. Yeah. And now I'm burned out. Now i got to go do something else. Thanks. Thanks Thanks for nothing. So hopefully, you know, this, this is a long-term long -term way of, of finding out, you know, what makes people leave? You know, what, what, are, the, what are the reasons that draw – what are the – where is that line that people draw and say, you know what, I can't do this anymore. i got to move on to something else. Uh, and, I'm sorry. That's okay, go ahead. We, the thing is, is we have the same problem in academia, mm -hmm. right? Exactly. I mean, just like Shana was talking about. I mean, we have the same problem in, in academia when we start talking about um, not only finding the right applicants mm -hmm. and hiring the right folks, but with retention, right? And they're like, well, why can't we keep people? Well, you know, and, and this was this was hard for me because, you know, I've been in the academy now for a long time. That's all I was going to say. <laughs> and when I first got started, the thing was is that the only person that I saw in my building that looked like me was Clara. God bless her soul. She's not dead. Let me just say that. I'm saying God bless her soul because she kept me sane. Uh, when she came and emptied my trash every afternoon. Yeah. I mean, so when that is what you're dealing with, I mean, at least when I came to the area, I came with a partner so I could go home and there was someone that looked like me at home. But if it weren't for that, it would have been real difficult. You can right? drive me a little something here, I think. I, it's definitely, it, it's an eye-opener. And I don't think people realize until they're in the middle of like, oh my God, I'm alone. I am the unicorn in this place. And it's difficult, and it can make people uncomfortable. It makes you very conscious. It makes you very self-conscious. And then you start questioning yourself, and you're questioning your job. You start questioning, am I actually, should I be here? And it kind of eats away at you, and it creates this sort of uh, insecurity. And there's nothing wrong with you. It's the environment around you that needs to be improved upon. There's nothing right. wrong with you. Um, and it's unfortunate when that happens. And, and hope, again, hopefully people will see okay, well, if they push through it, then I can push through it too. Or maybe I can go join them over here. Or maybe maybe there's a way to get through this. Maybe I can just join a community outside of work and it can help me get through the, the tough days at work where I am the unicorn, but I'm not the unicorn outside of work. Or mm -hmm. if we just have departments and companies and teams with more than one, you know, person who's not a, a white cis guy. Right. 
that that would be ideal, and 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 I and I would hope that you know as people start speaking out more and people are pursuing more careers and this and that changes. Uh, but I would also hate for it just to be like there's two of you, two people. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we need we need a hand we need a whole handful I think to make an impact. We need at least five. <laughs> um, you can't just all be you can't just all be in one department. No, you need to be spaced out to where you can all come together and make an impact. You need somebody in, in development. You need somebody in the art department. You need someone in marketing. All these things have to come together to make sure that we get the proper experience at the end when the game is done. Otherwise, you get what we've been getting. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Oh. Yeah, I actually watched a, um, I guess, a, a podcast reaction to us recently. No, no, you didn't. Oh, I did. Oh, yeah. really? <laughs> it was the, the, the most fascinating thing to me was to sit here and watch this white guy talk about, who cares about this? I don't care about this. I don't worry yep. about this. And I'm like, I was just like a huge blind spot. I mean, like... Oh my God! Of course you don't care. Right. That's the and problem. Most, so weird. <laughs> Who asked you? Right. <laughs> Even better question. You are not the center of the fucking universe. <laughs> well, right. It's not that hard. Who cares about this? I was just like, yep. oh wow. I mean, it's not that I didn't know it. It was just a surreal experience watching a white guy talk about how everything's fine because he. He doesn't feel like he's not represented. <laughs> yeah. Why? <laughs> I mean, is that because every game ever probably has someone who looks like you? Even right. in the back. Yeah. Somewhere along the way. I mean, there's like there's like three humans in Mario. You know, <laughs> let's think about that for a second. Like three. And they all. Two of them are white dudes. <laughs> One is fat, yeah. one is not, and then there's right. the blonde woman. Then there's the blonde-haired, blue-eyed white girl. Right. <laughs> and I don't have anything against blonde-haired, blue-eyed white girls. And, <laughs> and, always damsel. I think if I had written the first Mario, she would have, no, after two castles, she's going to have to give back her own stuff. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Again, she'll have to be really. a little bit more responsible next time. <laughs> don't get got. Peach, okay? <laughs> Got me running around these castles fighting and jumping over lava. <laughs> right? That shit's hard. <laughs> yeah. you know, I did not beat that first Mario game until I was well into my 20s, and I got it when I was like 8 or 9. <laughs> 24, 25, I think I was when I finally beat it. Yeah, that, that took a lot of work. It was a lot of work. <laughs> that game is no joke. And then I had the, then we bought the, 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 it was the Japanese sequel, but it wasn't released in the U.S. because it was too hard. Yeah. <laughs> we got the knockoff Mario 2, which was the Doki Doki Panic, which was already out in Japan. Yeah. The other Mario was too hard, so we bought that Mario. And let me tell you, that control tossing started right back up again shortly after that. That poor thing. <laughs> No, no, I need all the liquor to play that Mario game. All of it. <laughs> I hear you, because I started playing it recently, because they, I just got a 3DS, not just, it's been like a year and a half or two years now, but 
I was playing it on the 3DS, and I'm like, damn, this is just hard. <laughs> and you die, like, no, no shit. Yep. Oh, my gosh. And then if you die so many times, you got to start all over from the beginning. That's what I'm saying. You only can die three times, and you're going to go all back. <laughs> Where's my continues? <laughs> my right. Continues. Oh, that shit made it die. Yeah, damn. But I used to do that every night, night after night with that Mario game. I would just sit there. I, I, I had it memorized. My fingers knew what to do. Right. And still, something jumped up. Like the, the yeah. poison mushrooms. The poison Oh. oh okay. <laughs> I, that, that weed is literally collecting dust right now because that I, refuse to, I refuse to look in its direction. It angers me so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but so much nostalgia. So much. As long as the, but I have my original Nintendo still. We have several old systems. I still have the original Nintendo, the original Super Nintendo, uh, Nintendo 64, Yep. Our marriage was a marriage of consoles as well, so this worked out really great. Um, <laughs> and I got some old ones, and I got old games, and he's got old games. But we have Nintendo, Super Nintendo, Nintendo 64, PlayStation, Xbox, Xbox 360, Xbox One, and television. Uh, we have eight consoles between us. Oh, and a Game Boy Advance. So, so nine. We got a lot of. We got. We got. We'll be fine this winter. <laughs> <laughs> we got lots of games, so it, it, it'll be fun. But not that Mario game. I ain't touching that for a while. <laughs> we went so off the rails, and I'm so glad. <laughs> oh, the best. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> No, those are always the best shows. When we're like, questions, what questions? Let's we talk about no Peach. Let's talk about Mario. Inability to stay free. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, y'all can't take me nowhere, just so you know. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if you've noticed, but I don't think any of us need to be out in public. Um. <laughs> well, especially not with beverages. It's okay. <laughs> Grown up, anyway. A, a more grown up, grown up than we're grown up. <laughs> we need an adult. Yeah, we need an adult. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right, Charlotte. We got the next question. Uh, I do. I, I feel like you've addressed this quite a lot, but um, I'll ask it. So, how would you characterize some of the specific challenges Black women face in the geek spaces? Outside of what we just talked about, yeah. How would you further characterize? <laughs> Let's talk that's more. Racism, racism, and misogyny. <laughs> yeah, right. of all that, what's going on over there? <laughs> I, the fact that these people can hide behind their keyboards with their keyboard courage and oh, and just yeah. spin off the most ridiculous. You know, I. Again, I was fairly green last year. I didn't know what a troll was. I didn't know any of this stuff was happening. Oh, you had an education. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but like you got a quick enlightening. I got a PhD in trolldom quite early on, and I realized that all I had to do was talk about video games. Yes. Right. That's all it took. I could tweet about TV shows all day long. Nobody says anything to me. I can tweet random crap about my job. No one says anything to me except, are you telling the truth? Yes, I am. But, but the minute I talk about a video game... There they come. Boom. <laughs> and I was, I was legit shocked. Like, 
He called me a bitch. <laughs> Again, totally green to this. And this was just like six months ago. Like, like took screenshots sent to my husband. Did, did you see what this man called me? And, and then I realized, oh, this is a problem. This is a huge problem. Had no clue. But just my mere presence and mere mention of a video game was enough to send some poor soul who's, I'm not going to say what I was just thinking, but some poor soul <laughs> who has too much time on his hands into a tailspin. Why? Just for merely being in this space? Like, seriously, is your, is, is your masculinity that fragile? Like, really? Did we not play well with others as a child? I, I, I don't, I don't, I, I, I to this day can't wrap my head around it. I really can't. But the internet and social media in this day and age has given people perceived anonymity and keyboard courage is a mug and people will say things and, and just, uh, you know, and not just, you know, online. I mean, you've got microaggressions that happen every day. You go to a comic book store, nobody wants to help you because they think you don't know what you're doing there. You yeah. don't belong there. Hey, girl. Uh, <clears throat> to the game store and or no one helps you or are you buying that do for you, your husband or boyfriend or whatever? No, it's for me. Yeah, do you do you get that a lot where like if you're with your husband they only talk to him? Yep. Yeah, I get that all the time. Or if I go in by myself, uh, no one really asks if I if I need anything. Or do you know what that is? Which makes him want to take off my earrings. You know <laughs> yeah, motherfucker. Do? This is my job. What do you do? Yeah, I only write about this on the internet, and you just sit in here and register. But you know that's okay. I know exactly what you know. I'm trying not to be. I try not to be gully. I try to be a lady. Southern sound, and it it would completely their heads. So I'm just like a. I would just like to say, thank you, and give my goddamn game. Like it's it's. I get it. I get it a little bit, but not a lot. I, I tend to get more of it in in comic book stores than I do anywhere else. People in EB Games know me now. They know me, and they know when I come in there, I'm spending money. They know yeah. I really don't need their help, but you can still ask. It's common courtesy just to ask. Um, I have to say that when I do play like Halo online or prime multiplayer, unless it's a group I know, I keep the mic off. Yep. Partly because. I don't have the patience to deal with teenage boys, and I know that's pretty much who's playing with me. And I only have to hear, "Who's this bitch playing with us?" One time, and I'm I'm gonna try and look up your mama and your daddy. I'm gonna call them and tell them what you're doing. <laughs> like I'm just doing <laughs> I'm trying to play, and here you are being an ignorant fool. That's okay. I don't, you don't even know. You don't need to know who I am. So I mute my mic. Just to save myself the headache. I'm grown. I don't need the headache. Um, yeah. But I find just, you know, it doesn't take much to aggravate people these days. You know, just your sheer presence in a place makes someone uncomfortable to the point where they feel like they have the right to call you out based on your gender. Your oh, and rage. heaven forbid you are not like the messiah of video games. Nary a mistake in your body. Oh, yeah. And then yeah. it's you're a woman. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So, you know, I have two strikes against me. I'm, I'm black and I'm a woman. So you hate me twice as much already just for being. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Lovely. 
Now let's just play. It's a it's a game. It's a let's or it's a con whatever. It, it shouldn't matter. But it just doesn't take much to agitate people these days because things have literally been quite vanilla for a long time. And people don't like change. And no. change fancy. Um and when they see more women and more women who don't look like them creeping into their space, they lash out. Hey, I get it, but you know what? That's a part of that's part of being an adult. Yeah. Probably should have learned that in kindergarten, but we see who must have got sent to the corner quite a bit, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> you will learn. We don't care. I mean, we're here. We're out there. And you know what? Our numbers are only going to continue to grow. So you can either yes. laugh more on your keyboard or you can kind of learn to deal with it like an adult. Yeah. One of those options is going to work for you. One of them won't, but we'll see. Yeah, because nobody's leaving. Where the hell am I going? Nowhere. <laughs> nowhere. Mm -hmm. Absolutely nowhere. I'm too honorary to leave. The, thank you. <laughs> I'm I'm a type A Leo who, with control issues. I ain't going nowhere. You can leave where I do. <laughs> I guarantee you that. I'm not going anywhere. And and quite frankly, some of these young I was here before you. Right. Mm -hmm. little, little yeah. boy, little man. I was here before you. I was still gaming when you were probably a twitch in your daddy's crotch. And I'm going to be here. <laughs> I've never heard that one. I have. I've heard many, but I have never heard that one. <laughs> Woo. This is why, yeah, I, can't, I, I have no patience. No patience. And now I find that not only is it the sort of the geek spaces, but artistic spaces, because if you tweet something about, I don't know, certain director, certain movie, certain, that seems to be getting a little bit of attention now, too. Yeah. Folks just met. Especially oh. like, um, ah, uh, Effie Brown, I don't know if you're familiar with Effie Brown, the Project Greenlight incident. Yes. yes. Um, oh, trolls love that. But I trolls love the motherfuckers today, like, shocked that anyone could possibly consider Matt Damon a racist. I'm like, why? Do you know him? <laughs> like, are y'all best friends? Have you grown bread with him? Like, do you go over to his house and drink? Like, ha what is your affiliation other yeah. than just a stand? Damon stands. I didn't know there was a thing. Like, I, I tweeted something about Damon's planning, and people were basically Damon's planning, Damon's planning to me. <laughs> yes. Oh, no. Yes. Okay, so let me get this straight. You're defending this man who was caught on camera being a complete ass. <laughs> you don't know him, but you're telling me what he meant to say. And yeah. you were there, and you don't know him. And the kid, block. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even having this conversation with you, but the best thing that came out of that was Effie Brown followed me on Twitter because. Oh, nice. Nice. I have I have no patience. Like there's absolutely there's no way you can defend what he did. There's no way no, you can. You don't know him. Really need you to shut up. I really don't. Well, that's not what he meant to say. Oh, you speak Matt Damonese? <laughs> Pray tell translate because Rosetta Stone don't have that setting. What was he? What was he trying to say? You tell me. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me what he meant to say. Well, he didn't mean that. I do. Okay. Translate, dear knowledgeable one, you who has a, a PhD in Damon E's from Twitter. I don't know. <laughs> you know. 
The other day, I got I got banned temporarily from a well-known gaming forum with heavy-handed moderators, which is sometimes good, works in our favor, because I said, this is what I said, uh, that, you know, if you're a white American, you probably got a little racism in you because you've been raised in that system. Like, it's, you know, I'm not saying it's a terrible thing. It's a fact. Right. I got the reason that I was it was listed as that I was banned is because I stereotyped the entire white race. It apparently, is all American. First of all, <laughs> but also I'm like, you know what? No one's fucking life is worse because I said what I said. I didn't ruin anybody's day. I mean, did did someone have to go home from work early because you said that? Did, I guess. <laughs> video game for him. I was did like, all right, a all right. A hug. <laughs> what was it that Richard I mean, Dawkins wanted everybody to have a teddy bear and a little thumb suck session? I mean, Alicia, I, I, I personally, I was crying in the bathroom. So. Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> we'll have a talk later. Okay, so that one comment you made compared yes. to the 50,000 amplified, co- I mean, what we get on a daily basis. Yes. Somebody needs to grow a pair and it ain't okay, Let me just tell you, too, that this was in a thread about blackface, full of people saying that, you know, for Halloween, maybe blackface could be okay sometimes. Whoa. <laughs> just to add the little context. <laughs> so they're not racist, though, right? No. Not at all. Black, I'm not ra- See, isn't that how you know some stuff about to go down? I'm not <laughs> but I'm like, who, who, you don't get to decide. You, white guy, don't get to decide if you're racist or not. I, right. white woman, don't get to decide. I don't get to be like, but I'm not racist. That's right. for somebody else to say. But it's, it's, and it's always followed by the most racist. <laughs> I'm not racist, but you know them black folks got big lips. Right, I'm not racist. And then right. everybody just kind of stops and takes off their glasses and puts their faces in their hands. Mm-hmm. Head to desk. I don't know why? Why do you speak? But I, I it's funny because you get that from I don't know places where I never thought I'd hear that about video games, about film, television, about the concept of not just diversity because if you use the term diversity too much, you kind of you kind of get numb to it. But inclusion. And, and normalization, you know, making the world of entertainment look like the world around you. Those things make people very uncomfortable, and mm. you have no idea until you get on get on the internet, and you all you have to do is mention "game so white," for example, when that yeah. hashtag. Oh damn! People were enraged. Twitter melted down. Right I took went and kicked their mamas. Right. Uh-huh. Repeatedly, right? Like, <laughs> you beat the like, shit out of somebody's mama. Like, and I had, I was, I was gobsmacked by the response. Like, why are you so mad? Because it's true. Why? Why are you so mad? And I hate when people respond to it. Well, you're pandering. Don't use pandering that way because your ass gets pandered to every day. Right. Don't. All we are asking for is a piece of the pie. Give me a character that looks like me. Stop making me look like someone I'm not. The same four hairstyles. I don't want to, I don't want, I have nothing against cornrows or afros, but damn it, maybe I don't want one. Right. Maybe I would like to sound like I'm educated in my game. Maybe I would not like to be the sidekick. Maybe I want to be the lead ass kicker in the game. Yeah. Can that happen? 
can you scoot over get a sister let's get some shine like can you just move please like some, some I'm not asking for much I just want what you had for like ever <laughs> just give me that apparently it's a lot to ask I mean how dare you really well, I, mean, I, think yeah, the real pro- I think the real problem is you already have what they have and, and they think that's fine yeah, <laughs> that's all you need. <laughs> but you can play as all these white men who have brown hair and a little bit of five o'clock shadow. It's fine. What else? That's what that you guy need? told me. So, yeah. I mean, my five o'clock shadow ain't that deep. And we both have we have eyes and we have fingers and toes and hands. Yes, but aside from here, the differences are vast. <laughs> like it's not really a lot. We not really we things are not like the other. That's for sure. Um. And there's nothing wrong with asking for that. And I just, when did it become such a burden to say, can you make the game look like the real world you sell it in? I'm not asking for a kidney. I ask you for a lung. I ask you for a heart transplant. Give me a damn character that looks like me, sounds like me, educated like me, relatable to me. I'm paying you $80 for a game. The least you could do is give me a return on my investment. She's from Canada, right? You're in Canada? Yeah. (laughs) Not from Canada. That was a misspeak. Sorry. Right. <laughs> it would be okay. But no, I claim. I claim. But even if you're in the states, it's still eighty dollars once you pay tax. Yeah. Sorry, how many? How many mic drop <laughs> gifts do we need for today? Like thirty? Forty? Five hundred? All of them? Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> this is the best. Yay, Bellini! <laughs> Drink more Bellinis. No, there's the first one. There's only one. Damn. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh my goodness. I was gonna be a lady. I was gonna be good. So it's gonna mm. be nice. But no, it's it's I don't know. It's it's the education you get on social media is a very interesting one, and it, I've gotten one quick, fast, and in a hurry. Um, it's been. It's, I mean, that's the one reason why my husband created an account because he was having trouble believing the stuff I was telling him on a daily basis. <laughs> my husband did the same thing. And he wanted to see it for himself. Yeah, I mean, and it wasn't like he was all, you know, oh, whatever, you're lying. But it was just, you know, now like, occasionally he'll jump in a conversation, which is really funny because he's <laughs> such an asshole. And y'all think I'm rude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually the nicer one in this relationship. <laughs> <laughs> but he only does it like once every three months or so. He'll just jump in and just start calling people stupid because they are. Right. Yeah, mine doesn't really comment too much, but he'll definitely sort of look and he'll see something that I've said and he'll favorite it or something, but and then he'll just say, I, I find myself answering a lot of questions. What does this mean? What does that mean? You know, <laughs> yeah. What's a thought? What's this? Like, first of all, I don't know where you saw that, but you need to get off that page. <laughs> <laughs> What's this? What's that? So he does, he's still kind of learning, um, but he, he was like, I really need to see this for myself. Like, I don't, yeah. this is bizarre to me. I need, I need, I need receipts. I need proof. Um, and I think he's, I think he's gotten, he's bitten off more than he can chew at this point. <laughs> he doesn't yeah. use it. <laughs> And it's wild because just when you think that it can't get any worse, I mean, it, it's funny because you, when you were talking about it, you were like, yeah, just you, you mentioned one, one film, one producer that is just like 
on somebody's keyword search that day. We had that happen to us real recently. <laughs> well, you know, it, apparently it was my fault, right? Because, you know, it's like, God forbid I say Cuphead. No mm. shit. That caused all kinds of shit. Every motherfucker from every corner of everywhere was like, how dare you? That is the darling game right now. Everyone loves it. And we're like, well, I don't know. Them cartoons are a little racist. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not like that's a shocking thing to say. Like, it's accepted. Right. How dare you bring it up? How right. dare you call out my favorite as problematic woman? I cannot wag my finger enough at you. That's a problem. Not only woman, but black woman, right? That became right. even more problematic. Oh, yeah. And, and, and as did Alicia. Alicia is very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, she's very race fluid, uh, according to the internet. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> oh, well, I just listened to all this stuff and I haven't. I usually just read the comments. I don't have patience to look. <laughs> No, um, I mean, like, you're, you're portrayed as a woman of color often. Oh, that's so great. I'm going to yeah. be sitting in class. I'm going to be like, excuse me, as someone who's a little race fluid, <laughs> <laughs> according to the internet, I can cite that shit. <laughs> Some guy on the YouTube <laughs> said you were a woman of color. Yeah. You know, it's, it's just, it's bizarre to me that I, you know, and I, I grew up as a military brat, you grow up pretty much everywhere. Like, we were in the South, we were in the North, we were in Europe, we were in Puerto Rico. And Puerto Ricans are blonde hair, blue-eyed, and then they're darker than all of us. It doesn't matter what color, right? Mm -hmm. So right after we left Puerto Rico, we moved to South Georgia. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> the look on her face. <laughs> That was the first time I asked to be homeschooled then oh. because I thought, I said, these people are crazy. <laughs> these people are crazy. Um, you know, and, and, and it kind of starts when you're young. That was my first introduction into the world is a kind of a screwed up place and I had no idea from you can't take AP classes, they're all full. Mm, that's right. not true. That's not true. Yeah. It took my father coming down to my school multiple times in uniform mind you, rank prominently featured to get shit done. Yeah. And mm. people telling me, oh, you can't sit here because you're too white, because you like comics and you like video games, or this, you're a white girl. Yep. What the hell ever? I was a band kid, so I was actually neutral. <laughs> uh, so I liked music, I liked video games, I liked comics, but it starts young, you know, that, that shit starts off young, and they grow up to be that ignorant, and then it's just like, oh, for God's sake, you know, mm -hmm. it's, <sighs> is this the hill you want to die on, really? Critiquing somebody over what games they play, the fact that they play games, the fact that they are black, that they are a woman, that they might be smarter than you, <laughs> uh, that's not my <laughs> Sorry. That's, that's totally not my problem. Yeah, me and my earring come out. I'm ready to fight all over again. <laughs> all right. <laughs> oh, my goodness. About high school, we got to be ready to fight. I'm ready. We overdue for a reunion, too. <laughs> we got one coming up next year. <laughs> I don't know. So it never occurs to me. I think that I was saying that to say, it, as I've lived a lot of places and seen a lot of people and been introduced to a lot of cultures, it amazes me that people are so narrow-minded. Because I was never raised to be that way. Yeah. And 
I know not everyone is as lucky to have the upbringing we have all had to be open-minded and intelligent. But God damn, common sense is lacking a lot online these days. And it's it's just fresh. It's amazing. And if someone's a, doing a sociology thesis, they got plenty of material on Twitter. Or a psychology <laughs> thesis. One, both and it just takes a little bit because, I mean, I'm a seven-year-old. Just talking to her sometimes makes mm -hmm. me think, Damn, you smarter than half these motherfuckers on the internet. <laughs> yeah. You can see shit they can't see. Yeah. Yep. Huh. And it's like, yep. what the fuck is wrong with people? I think it's that, that keyboard courage is, is like a virus. And yeah. it, it gives it's almost like liquid courage. Yeah. I can caps, caps, caps my opinion all day long. And who's going to find me? It's not like in a. Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, where you can actually locate people and go door to door and beat them up for saying stupid shit on the internet. <laughs> if that were possible, mm -hmm. let me get my knuckle rings out. I'd be gone all <laughs> Obviously, if that was possible, they wouldn't be saying it, though. Right. And you'd be surprised. I think some people would still try it. You know, you, you know somebody out there is just yeah. that dumb, and then they're just dumb enough to try it. Everybody's got yeah. that one friend just dumb enough to do the thing they probably want to do. We all got that friend, and we might be that friend. <laughs> just so you know. <laughs> we might be that friend. But you, somebody's got that friend who's just dumb enough to try it, and then we'll get caught. Kishana, when I look back at Twitter, I want to see something about knuckle rings. Oh. <laughs> she done posted everything else, so I think that. Uh... <laughs> but for my birthday this year, I didn't want anything else except to go to a gun range. That's all I wanted. I wanted to go to a gun range. I didn't want anything really fancy, anything else. I wanted to go shoot guns, and that's exactly what we did. I shot pistols, I shot semi automatic rifles, a pump shotgun. And the last thing we shot was a 50 caliber sniper rifle, to which I hit the bullseye first time out. That made me oh so happy in my spirit. This all is how I'm training. And all that Call of Duty paid off. Let me tell you. <laughs> Don't let Talk about real world transfer. It doesn't translate. If they tell you it doesn't translate, they lie into you. It does. It truly does. It really, truly does. That was a random story, by the way, but sorry. I, I just, you talk about knuckle rings. Bring up the sniper rifle, too. <laughs> Put it all out there. Knuckle rings and the sniper rifle. Y'all don't fuck with Lauren. Mm -mm. I'm little, so I got to make up for it in other ways. <laughs> you don't want to be that one that's just dumb enough. <laughs> Right. No. Tell your friend that's just dumb enough. She's not the one. I'm going to have a seat. <laughs> Please have all the seats because she might be little, but she will, she will, she, she, don't do it. Just don't. Oh, goodness. All right. So I think we got um, one question that's a non question. Okay. And that is so. Is there anything we didn't ask you that you would like to answer? Something that um, we, as in us here, or our listeners, 
need to know about you and your work that didn't come out so far? Uh, well, the diversity in gaming series is ongoing and will be ongoing as long as people want to tell their stories. Um, and it's it's just important to me that we continue building the community and letting other people know that they, they have like-minded folk out there. Um, if you want to network as far as uh, professionally network or just network and find someone to hop online and play with, um, this is a great resource. This is the community in which to find that person. Those people, find your gaming tribe, your like-minded tribe. Um, that is my goal with this project, is just to, to link more people together. Um, and, and I hope that it keeps going. I hope that it continues to grow. I hope that it leads to um, us getting more coverage at major events like E3 or PAX, PATS Prime. Um, we need more people there. Uh, I, I know when Aisha Tyler and Angela Bassett were on that stage together at E3, I yeah. legit shed some tears that day. <laughs> like, that was pretty cool. I think we all did. Yeah. <laughs> um, we need to have more moments like that. And it would be even better if a woman who was a develop a black woman who was a developer on the team could introduce them. We just need more representation. Uh, we need a presence out there. We need to let people know that they they will have the chance to see themselves rendered uh, in a manner in which they can control. And um, you know, just build this community. We're out there and let people know we are out there and we're not going anywhere. We absolutely are not. We will continue to grow. Well. Well said, and I think that we'll put links to to all your work, um, to the diversity and gaming project, to all of these things, so it makes it easy for people to find. And if you're listening right now, and 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 these are we are people of your ilk. You need to follow that link <laughs> and visit the wonderful women over at or wonderful. Well, yes, wonderful women in general. At Black Girl Nerds. Come back here, but visit there. <laughs> Go all the places. I'm kidding. There's enough for everyone. Take a trip around the world, the blurred world, the nerd world. <laughs> but that's the beauty of it, too. You know, people just think that we got just one space and we all have to share it. Well, it's multiple spaces. Yeah. Right. Right. Different outlets, you know, that's beautiful. It's beautiful. It, and it's not, you know, it's not exclusive when you say black girl nerds. Don't let the name fool you. It is it is an inclusive community. But the primary focus is that of the black girl nerds. That's right. And I've seen people say, Oh, your site's mean, you're telling me I can't no one told you you couldn't do anything. But it's funny how your mind goes there, because that's what your people tell us when we go to your space. Yeah. Ooh. But we've never said that to yeah. you. Mm -hmm. we've never said that. You just—it's funny how you assume it. It's funny. It's funny how you just go right there. But if you read the about page, this is a community for everybody. She says it right up front. Clear. You automatically assume that you're not welcome. That's funny. No, we welcome you, even if you don't look like us. That's the difference between us. I feel welcome there. Mm -hmm. I speak for the monolithic experience of white folks, even though I'm. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's we get nowhere by exclusion. Uh, there is no progress with exclusion. Mm -hmm. But if we all work together, we all have the same. We're all dri striving for the same thing. 
in building a community, fostering community, having a safe space to communicate, to network. That's what we do. Who benefits from being excluded? No one. Not a single person. So if you feel excluded, that's your own problem. <laughs> it's because you want to be. Yeah. Right. Yep. Well, you know what, Lauren? That was a whole lot of fun. Thank you I for joining us tonight. Thank you so much for having me. And come back anytime you want to. Okay. <laughs> all I the will. podcasts? All of them? <laughs> she said, come on, all the podcasts? Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 no. I don't know. <laughs> We're going to have to go challenge Jamie to a duel. <laughs> Well, I'm not due for another podcast. Uh, we're having a diversity in gaming podcast in December, uh, and we will have Nicole Bradford, um, uh, Keisha Williams for Sugar Gamers, and another industry representative on the panel. And we're having a male point of view brought in as well. So we have two black women, one black man, talking about their experiences and uh, about diversity in the gaming industry as well as um, competitive spaces as well. Cool. So. As soon as we get a date uh, and time, I'll make sure you guys have that information because it's going to be a really interesting panel. All right. Sounds great. Y'all need to send Kashana over there to live tweet it. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Crying. Well, on that note, I think that about brings us to the end um, of the... 114th episode of the NYMG podcast. Uh, there are so many interesting things to keep up with. The easiest way to do that is to follow us um, on Twitter or like us on Facebook or just visit the wonderful nymgamer.com. <laughs> I'm going to have another cider when I finish this one. Um, <laughs> nymgamer.com where there's lots of interesting things posted on a regular basis um, as well as wonderful pages to keep up with um, things like our um, charitable endeavors in our new gaming for good section on our site um, as well as our signal booth site where you can find links to all kinds of interesting stuff like black girl nerds um, so there's tons of new stuff, and there's newly updated today with lots of new stuff. So definitely something to check out. Um, and with that, until we come back for episode 115, a whole lot of episodes, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> we want to stay, say, stay warm, stay dry. And as always, my friends, game on. Game on. Game on. Game on.